this week's episode of Oaks Online. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. And we're going to be your hosts this week. You may be noticing that I am not Alice. Um, Alice, as you know, and Becca went off to university, didn't they? Yes, After the last episode. Um, I've heard from Alice. I've I've seen Becca. Okay, Alice is doing well, she said. Um, She misses us, she said, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, But she seems to be settled. How's Becca doing? Becca seems really settled. She seems like she's got a lot of good flatmates and she just seems to be like enjoying it a lot Aww, she is missing good. us as well but obviously yeah, obviously. obviously who couldn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's really good isn't it to know that yeah they're there. amazing so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from them we said we'll yeah. try and do like a zoom or something with yeah them. yeah get them on the camera again um this weekend that's just gone it was our one of our celebration meetings now you weren't able to be there because no, really, you I were wasn't. off seeing becca yeah but I was there, and I'll tell you, it was really, was really it good. good. I, oh, that's good. I really enjoyed it. It felt, um, it was inside, which is one of the first ones. We've had one inside, I think, before, but um, I don't think I was at that one either. It's holiday time, isn't it? But, mm, yeah. Um, it was really good. It felt like family being back together again. Mm. I, I can't explain it yeah. other than that. So I'm really looking forward to, to more of those in the future. Yeah. Um, we've got a few notices now, I believe, and this might be a QVT moment uh, with John, yeah. as we've got some updates from Sharon about uh, the book exchange that's been happening in Eckington, um, an update from Julia. I think I'm even featuring on there again about Ooh. Impact Sundays. I know, it could be anything with John, <laughs> couldn't it? And then we're going to hear from Janet about all about Restore. Um, so we'll move on to those now. QVT. <laughs> We know that people are still struggling with the sort of direction we're going and that we're not going to be meeting every Sunday. And, you know, it wasn't an easy decision, but we felt that was what God was telling us to do for this time. Um, but I just want to reassure you that we are still the same people. Our mission statement is the same, which is knowing Jesus and making him known. And it's about us being disciples and discipling our world, whatever that might be. It might be our family, our local community our schools, our workplaces. Um, So that's not changed. The only thing that's changed really is that we're not meeting every single Sunday. And what we've been trying to encourage people to do during lockdown when we couldn't meet was to get together in small groups, belonging groups, connect groups where they've continued. And that has been happening quite well in some places, not well in others. And it is a really difficult time because some people are very uncertain about meeting indoors and... I don't, there's just still a lot of uncertainty, as Fran was saying, about where we're going. But I just wanted to um, just show you some of the things that we've been doing, because we, we've not just kind of taken stuff away. We've been trying to um, put things in, build things in, so that we can be more effective in our own personal discipling journey and our corporate discipling activities. So we've been trying to put things in place to make it easier for us individually and corporately to bring Jesus into our, into our community. So I'm, I'm hoping that kind of clarifies some of the reason that we're doing the things we're doing. And, you know, it's not kind of you must work harder, must try harder. You know, we want to be, we want to be in that kind of that sort of rhythm of grace. We don't want to be burdening people. We want to be people walking alongside God, with the Holy Spirit directing those conversations, those actions. We don't want people trying harder, but we want you to develop your own relationship with God so you're hearing his spirit when he's saying, just give them a ring, just pop next door, just do whatever. So I hope that is helpful. Okay, we have our first Impact Sunday coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm looking at Linda. If I have missed anything, will you let me know? (laughs) Um... I just want to give a small update on what exactly that is. Obviously, it's different for Dromfield and Eckington. So um, if you are part of the Eckington congregation and you want to know more details specifically for that one, chat to the Eckington CLT. The one in Dromfield, though, will focus on the environment this time. Uh, our Impact Sundays are to where we shift our focus onto how to love and serve each other and our communities. Um, so we want to try and do an environmental one at least once a year, I think that was the decision we were taking, maybe more. Um, We'll start with worship at 10.30 a.m. The the meeting did start at 10.30 today, but as you know, we had refreshments and things, but with the impact ones, we'll get get straight in with worship at half 10. 
And then you'll be able to choose from three options. One, a litopic, self-explanatory. Don't need to go into that. Two, a craft, which I hear Gwen left you all in suspense last time. <laughs> I will give a bit more detail on that. Um, basically, we're looking at how to be creative. We, we are created by God, and we are called to be creative. Um, to, so on this one, we'll be repurposing plastic bags. Gwen is so incredibly talented at all things creative. She's shown us some of the stuff, and they look so good, don't they? Um, so if you're like really talented at this sort of stuff and you're crocheting all of it, bring a crochet hook. If you're not, if you're like me and, I, and don't know anything about craft but want to give it a go, just come because she's got literally something for everyone. Um, we're hoping we'll be able to give those to people and it'll create good conversation, which I'll maybe share a bit of if that's okay in a minute. But I'll carry on with my notice first. Um, thirdly, a seminar. I was hoping Karen Taylor would be here today, but she isn't. But she'll be running that seminar on how to be good stewards. Again, I don't know exactly what she's going to be talking on because, as with all speakers, we've given her free reign in that area. All we know is it will be interactive. I'm sure she'll do a great job. These will run for about 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Obviously, the litter pick might take slightly longer. Um, so we'll have refreshments and then we'll come back together and share what we've been doing and what's available in our community already to get involved in. Uh, I'm looking at people. We've already hopefully primed a few that are going to come up and chat about that at that one. Um, the Impact Sundays, as I said at the beginning, will look different in both locations and each time because we want to make sure we're covering really important topics. So the one in November, for instance, will be on mental health. Uh, this is something that I don't even think we can grasp the like size of with what's happened with COVID. So we want to make sure we're getting a good Christian perspective on that as we navigate that muddy water. So we're getting the mental health nurse that came and did the pastoral network training. A few of you might have met him before. He's going to come and do a session that day. So um, again, we'll hear about what's already available in our community uh, that you can get involved in and, and point people to. It's just going to be... Yeah, a minefield that going forward. Um, as I said, we'll always start by worshipping together. If you want to make suggestions on what to cover on an Impact Sunday, on what you think our community... We, we got some great feedback on the questionnaire, but not as much as we perhaps would have liked. Um, so if you come up with any ideas, chat to one of us. For the Dromfield CLT, that's myself, Gwen, Linda, Sammy or Robin. For the Eckington one, it's David, Charlotte, Sharon, Steve and Richard. Um... For December, again, we'll have a, our Impact Sunday in December and think carol singing for you crazy folk that like to go out and do that. I will not be doing that. That's my worst nightmare. I cannot imagine anything worse than going out on the street and singing, but I know that some people enjoy that. Oh, Fran's with me. Fran's, yeah, Whew, scary, scary stuff. Um, we're going to make mince pies and give them to neighbours. We're going to hopefully have something on the true meaning of Christmas. There's going to be something for everyone that we can invite people to that, you know, but again, as, as I said, for Eckington, chat to your CLT. I'm also really, really enjoying my belonging group. I want to say that because I hear you shared about that at the last celebration. I wasn't here, but I love it. I love them all. Um, I've started bird watching in lockdown. The secret is out. I am a middle-aged woman at heart. Everybody knows it. Um, and Fran and John and Ruth, we went to Potterwick Car with them last weekend. And Luke, Luke got some fantastic pictures. It, I don't know if we, we've got those to show people, Luke, but if anyone wants to chat to him, he's the guy on the fun guy because he knows it all and it's fantastic. And sorry, Luke, you probably don't want everyone to know that, but <laughs> join me as a middle-aged person at heart. It's fine. Um, so I've just loved... Loved it uh, during lockdown and, you know, we've got varying different people who are comfortable with different things in our group. We've got people that are happy to meet inside, some that aren't. So we're doing lots of different things and that's great and such a flavour of, of church. This is Book Exchange and we've started doing this during lockdown, uh, mainly to, as the church was closed, just to basically say hi to the community so that we'd show that we're still here as a church and it's just took off incredibly we have probably around 50 people every week come everything from children right through to older the older generation we have quite a few volunteers that are church people like mary and sylvia and jean and we also have other people like brian and diane who have just helped that are from the community which is really good so what we do is people come along they bring books and they also take books away and also jigsaws 
and if we've got opportunity to be able to talk to people that's what we do and it's just incredible really the opportunities that we're getting within this community and these different people come every single week and what we do is we have it outside as you can see it's a glorious October day and we're actually outside still and the reason we do it outside was it started off in lockdown obviously we couldn't use the building but we continue to do that because actually the doors to the lighthouse can be a barrier to people just coming and having a look at what we've got available um, so we just find that being outside people glance at it people drive past and they come and have a look and they come every week some people come absolutely every week just to see what we have but we do find that when we have it indoors we don't have as many people so it's just a brilliant opportunity to be able to serve the community and reach out this is what's impacting our community and this is what we want to see more and more of I've got a London City View. I, I get it done in about to four, four to six hours. Really? Yeah. And how often do you come? Every week. And why do you come every week? So that I can get a jigsaw done in at least four hours. <laughs> Excellent. And what's the hardest one you've done so far? Um, Probably the 500 piece one. Right. Right. I think it was actually Jean's, Jean's idea to have, as well as the books, was to have jigsaws. This is Jean. This is not a box. It's yeah. Well, in the winter, a lot of people who can't get out because of the weather like to do jigsaws, but they can be quite expensive to buy, and you can get them from charity shops. But it's uh, first come, first serve, so they weren't always available. So when Sharon was doing books, I suggested that we. We decided to do jigsaws as well and Sharon said yes it was a good idea and so she put out word to the church members and as you can see we have a wonderful selection I know, I've just been talking to some of the kids, they're really <laughs> yes. excited about it. Oh, that's Oscar, he comes every week. Oh, well, I know, he's just been yes. telling me. Yes, he I comes think, every I think that's been one of, the, one of the really lovely things, we've seen children coming along and perhaps not even done very few jigsaws, and suddenly start looking at the pictures, doing jigsaws, bringing them back the next week. It's really lovely to see them develop and then go into the bigger size jigsaws, that's just a real pleasure to see them do that and develop yeah. as well, so it's a really nice sight to yeah, do. That's brilliant, thank you. So Janet, uh, what is Restore? Restore is a community food service, is its correct title. Nice. <laughs> do you know what that is, Jack? Not really. What do you do at Restore? <laughs> okay. Um, well, basically we collect food from supermarkets, which is short-dated, which the supermarkets would otherwise throw away. So we're kind of combating food waste. Um, we also have a delivery of food from a company called Fair Share, and again, that's short-dated food that would otherwise go to waste. We gather all of that food together, and then on a Thursday morning, um, we give out bags of food to people who come, basically. So they pay a pound, they turn up with their shopping bag, and they get a selection of the food that we've got available. So Hannah and I have been to Restore, haven't we? We so have, we've yeah. been on the door, yeah. chatting to people. Um, so we might know a bit more than, than everybody else, but what, could you tell us a bit more about the vision for Restore? Okay, yeah. Um, well, I first kind of got the vision for Restore really by visiting a similar project in Chesterfield about two years ago now. Um, there's a little tiny church in Grassmoor that we're running something similar um, on a much smaller scale than, than we're doing. But I just felt that, you know, it was amazing and it was something that people in Dromfield could benefit from, that it would help us combat food waste. So it, it has two aims, really. The first one is combating food waste, but the second one is um, feeding the hungry. So helping people 
who are on a low income, might be struggling, you know, to buy food for the family. It just gives them that little bit extra, um, probably enough, enough food to make two or three meals from. Um, so it gives people that little bit extra to help them through the week and help the money go a bit further. So can anyone come to Restore or do you have to qualify in some way or anything like that? No, nobody needs to qualify in any way at all. Anybody can come. So if you want to combat food waste or you feel that you need that little bit of extra help, then you can just turn up and register on a Thursday morning and then come each week. It costs a pound. Um, that's not for the cost of the food because we don't pay for any food, but we do have to pay for our big food order to be delivered. So mm. that pound simply covers the delivery cost, that's mm. all. Um, so everybody pays a pound. We encourage people to bring their own bags so we're not creating lots of extra waste in giving out lots of plastic bags. But if you forget your bag, we'll give you one anyway. That's, that's not a problem. So yeah, come with a pound, a shopping bag and you can have a selection of food. Nice. You got any more questions, Jack? What did we have down? Uh, what was the next one? You've done most of them. Oh, but uh, how long have you been doing Restore now? How long have we been doing it? Well, we started it in January 2020, so I reckon that's probably 20 months. Wow. Um, and it's been interesting. I think it was really good that we did start in January because obviously last March, mm. two months in, we went into lockdown and we had to completely change the way we did things. We couldn't allow people to come in and choose their food, so we were having to pack parcels for them and then just give them the bag back when it was full of food. Um, lots of people actually really liked that and kind of it became known as the mystery shop and mm. they went home quite excited to find out what was in the bag, so that worked really well. Um, but over the last few weeks, we've started letting people come back in so they can now choose what type of vegetables they want, for instance, or um, you know what meat or dairy options we've got on offer. So they've got a little bit more choice hmm. as and it's to what grown, food they get. It's grown. I mean, mm. I, I've been doing it since the beginning, I think, and you joined in lockdown. Yeah. But even since you did it with us, it's grown a lot, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so many more people are coming. Mm. And I was just thinking then, like, it'd be good to share with everybody how we've, like, afforded to get extra fridges and free... Because, obviously, there's a storage problem, isn't there? When, you, when, you yeah. get, when you're gathering all this food everywhere, you might have seen it's on the doorsteps, often red and things. But yeah. what, what have we done? What physical changes have we made to the building to encompass Restore? Oh, we've taken over quite a few rooms upstairs. Um, yeah, so we've now, got, we've now got three store rooms. One's got freezers in it. We've got, um, I think we've got seven freezers in total, two of which are new. Um, we were given um, a big grant from a company called Vistry, who have got a local building project. They phoned me completely out of the blue and said, we'd like to give you some money. Wow. You know, what would you like to do with it? So we used that for, for buying fridges with, uh, freezers with. Sorry, We've got another room that's got fridges in it, and then we've got a third room. So we've got quite a lot of shelving for tinned and packet goods and that sort of stuff so but people are always amazed when when we chat to them on the door about like that we're not in this for for money i think they don't you know it's yeah. quite hard to grasp that actually because like you said the money covers the delivery costs but everything else has been by generous donations hasn't it by Absolutely, people yeah. in church and yeah. like you said people outside of church so yeah. it's good to just people say like people like rotary rotary have been really good they've mm. been really helpful they've donated us money they donated us one of our fridges. Um, they've paid for people to do food hygiene course. They've been great, you know, just supporting the local community. So, yeah, mm. that's great. Well, thank you, Janet, and yeah. thank you for all you do, and um, you know, all the all the volunteers that are involved in it. It's, it's like week in, week out, even all throughout lockdown. It's carried on, hasn't it? You yeah. haven't missed a single week. We haven't, no. Um, even Christmas and Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, we we ran. Yeah. Um, it's hard work, but it's good fun as well. Mm. I think the team that are mm. doing it really enjoy it. So well, we did. I we hope they enjoy chat. We have. We've yeah. enjoyed chatting to everybody. We kept out the way downstairs, yeah. just registering people and doing, and that is lovely to see people, especially in lockdown when yeah. like you weren't seeing anybody. Yeah. It was really absolutely. Good, so. All right. So, can anyone help out a restore, or do they volunteer? Or yeah, we've got quite a few volunteers. Um, some of them are 
from the church. We've got people in the community who come and help us. Um, so yeah, we're actually looking for some extra volunteers at the moment because we're about to reopen our cafe, which will happen down here. Um, so there's always opportunity for people to come and help and get involved. If you want to volunteer, the best way probably is to get in touch through our Facebook page or to email Emma or, or me um, and we'll, we'll have a chat with you and see what you'd like to do. So we're opening the cafe this week? We're opening the cafe this week, yeah, 7th of October. Yeah. So people will be coming in for a cup of tea or a coffee and just an opportunity to chat really. Yeah. Um, so even if you don't feel that you can do very much, but you, you're just happy to sit and chat with people, you know, that's as important as giving out the food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can come along and do that. Brilliant. Sounds great. Mm, doesn't it? Mm. I might enjoy sitting in the warmth in a cafe yeah. rather than outside, but that's having a chat. <laughs> it makes me think I'll still be outside on the door, giving Ooh. out, registering <laughs> people. Love it. Yeah. No, I, I've enjoyed um, doing that in lockdown as uh, you know, seeing people has just been so good. Yeah. Um, even when you're in the real, you, you think back to when it was really locked down, you weren't allowed out. Mm. You were still allowed to do the key workers, and it was classed as yeah. key work. So it was we classed as just yeah. went all the way An through. Essential projects, and we all we carried right through. But That's yeah. good. Mm. Well, thank you, Janet. Yeah, you're it's been very helpful to understand a bit more and hopefully share with with others who d maybe didn't know what we're what Restore was all about. So uh, we look forward to seeing where this goes in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. Thank you very much. Wow, a lot to uh, get to grips with there in the yeah. notices. We're now going to be moving on to the hot topic um, with Emma, yeah. Charlotte and Julia um, about forgiving others. to this week's hot topic which is what did Jesus say about forgiving others which if you joined us for the last episode you might be thinking well isn't that what we did last time but no it's just slightly different we did forgiveness last time but we're focusing in on what did Jesus say about forgiving others and we have Charlotte with us Hello. welcome Charlotte <laughs> Hello. we're also doing it a bit different this yeah. week because we're not showing your talk no. in any frame we're just gonna unpack with you yeah yeah, so tell <laughs> us, how did you go about tackling this topic? How did you go about preparing for it? And why did you choose to do what you did? Mm. Sounds so very mysterious, doesn't it? What did you do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of looking at the Bible and, um, you know, we talked about the Gospels before, the kind of Jesus' life. Um, and there's a, one of his disciples, his close friends, Peter. Um, it kind of follows his story through the Bible and through mm. the Gospels. Um, and he was kind of a really good example of what it looked like to have forgiveness and to experience that forgiveness of others uh, because Jesus had to forgive him a few times um, you know he wasn't the best friend at times so it was just kind of a almost a character study um, just kind of seeing his journey all the way through um, of how he interacted with Jesus and what that relationship was like yeah so if you want to watch the whole talk you can watch that on our YouTube channel but as I said we're just gonna unpack it a bit today mm -hmm. so Julia what did you think? We've had a sneak peek again, <laughs> sneak as peek. always. I, I enjoyed the fact that you, you focused on, on Peter, uh, or one character, and that you can actually follow mm. the life, if, particularly if you dip in and out of the different Gospels. It's really interesting to see yeah. the character of somebody as it pans out um, in, in those three years when they were with Jesus and then beyond. Yeah. So I enjoyed that aspect. and. Um, and, and Peter in particular is a really interesting guy, really kind of, sort of strong-willed in a way, a bit feisty, jumps in there. Um, people tend to think he kind of jumps in before he opens his mouth, but actually he's quite courageous and he's yeah. quite humble at times as well. 
So yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed that kind of focus. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not bad all the time. No, <laughs> just they just have some good bits and too. Just like us. Yeah. Right? But what we forget though, we forget when we read these stories in the Bible that they were really young. Yeah. They, they were like young really young, and that helps to appreciate their character flaws. I feel because mm. they're quite impulsive and um, almost a bit. I want to use the word stupid at times. The disciples, <laughs> but it's helpful because it. Well, it gives me comfort yeah. in the fact that when they make these decisions, I would yeah. make. I have made mistakes, and it's so amazing that Jesus like models that with them on how to bring on young people mm. and how mm. to, well, not just bring on young people, but how to forgive people yeah. for the trivial things as well as the big things. Because, yeah. like you said, he's not a great friend at times. Mm. Um, so I just think, yeah, you explain it really well how Jesus models forgiveness to us in in. Yeah. I think stuff. it's just, yeah, it just kind of shows that Jesus, like, always stuck next to them and didn't, you know, after one instance of a mistake, was like, no, see you later. He was like, right, I'm going to work at this with you and it's mm. a partnership and, yeah, we're going to do this relationship together. I think it's really special. Mm. Yeah, because forgiving others, you can't, you can't really stay in good relationship with people mm. if you don't, if you aren't willing to forgive them. Because <laughs> yeah. people are going to let you down. Mm. Let's be honest. Yeah. We're not good, are we? We have our moments. Yeah. Um, so other times when I'm trying to think other times when Jesus modeled this to us even even in greater deep pain though we're not talking just trivial things today we're going to hopefully get a bit real with each other a bit vulnerable as we as we do but like even before we were uh, ready to film this today we were discussing it between us and um, it was mentioned about Jesus being on the cross and how even as he was like dying on the cross he says like forgive forgive these people that are doing this to me because they don't know what they're doing like to be to put yourself in that frame of mind I'm not sure if I was being crucified I would feel I would want to forgive the people that yeah. were doing that to me yeah. it's radical mm. it's absolutely radical mm. yeah in the heat yeah. of the moment mm. it's hard to find think of yourself in that position isn't it if you were I don't know if it's hard because we can't in our culture, we can't comprehend what it'd be like to be on a cross because we don't have that. But you know, if you're on your, you're in pain, you're about to die. Mm -hmm. To think that that's your final thought is seeking for that relationship and saying, "Look, you know, this is my last ditch attempt yeah. to build a relationship." It's mm. it's quite a lot. It's, it's <laughs> humbling, yeah. to say the least. So why is forgiveness so important? Why do we need to forgive each other? I don't. I think you mentioned this in your mm. talk, but about unforgiveness. Mm. So I said I don't really. I would say, unforgiveness is like poison. Yeah. Because it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That's a saying, isn't it? Mm. Because we now know, like from science, <laughs> that unforgiveness is bad for you. Mm. So, yeah. can lead to like bitterness, and yeah. we we would talk about fruit, wouldn't we? of things so like a seed of unforgiveness would perhaps plant in us and produce fruit and the fruit of unforgiveness bitterness anger i mean if you can think of any more shout them out because resentment, resentment yeah. yes um so why is forgiveness so important i would perhaps hold up the mirror there as to well if you don't forgive yeah. unforgiveness leads to those things so it's not always necessarily for the person who's done the no the hurting it's mm. for you because it can it robs you of so much life that Jesus doesn't want you to yeah. be robbed of yeah um that's certainly been my experience of forgiving yeah I always think of it as certainly unforgiveness when somebody's hurt you is I, I mean I understand it's a choice I, and it could be really hard but it is it is a choice it's a choice of will um and so when we sometimes say I can't forgive them that's actually not true, mm. it, but it's a choice, but there's still a journey in there, yeah. it's not going to be necessarily easy. But I always think for unforgiveness, particularly through a lifetime, it's a bit like building a wall. And each time something happens and you let it go, or you know, don't deal with it, or don't forgive, it's like laying another brick mm. in the wall. And eventually, you kind of got this like wall, wall around, around you, you. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it, it, become, it becomes impenetrable. And... Um, it's interesting when you start on your Christian journey and, and I think God starts to dismantle mm. that wall or even yeah. it starts to show you that that wall is there. Yeah. 
and it's like a, a load of hurt and, and what you can often see and I've seen it in people I know that struggle with forgiveness is that um, they get hurt they, they choose to ignore it accept it that another brick mm -hmm. on the wall and then something happens and it's like a tsunami it's like years of pain yeah. come yeah um, because it's never it's never been never done it, it doesn't go away that's the thing does it that pain doesn't go away it just builds it's just like a festering walls. wound yeah and these things can be I remember like for me they might obviously there are things in life where that are done to you that are wrong um, and like that's obviously a very hard thing to forgive but as in there might be some times in life where you're hurt and the other person might not even realize mm -hmm. what they've done or mm -hmm. I mean it might have been years ago where like in school particularly like something someone said and it wasn't very kind but to you it's it's lasted and it's like stayed yeah. in your mind and mm -hmm. whatever I'm sure we've probably all got examples that we could we could illustrate with that and it's like actually like you said Julia when you first embark on sort of accepting Jesus and learning that actually you need to forgive those things it's like wow that led to this led to this led to this mm. and it's like now if somebody prods that wound even though it's not even I remember someone else there's so many good analogies with this <laughs> but someone once explained it to me is like if you threw a stone at a window it's like that's the original point of entry is there but then actually it like cracks the window mm -hmm. and like goes and makes lots of little branches and if you don't you know you can you can forgive that little that hole that went through you can maybe forgive that one but you've got to get all the little cracks as well and it is so so difficult i mean this is not an easy no. topic no no not. i wish it was i wish it was a clicky fingers <laughs> oh, job shame, done yeah. sorted yeah. but yeah i think you're right and it's a lot to carry as well mm. like you know to go right like retract the memories and think oh yeah they said that to me and go over it and over it and over it yeah it ends up being quite a lot to mm. it's a lot of like any like physical mental energy to carry as well i think yeah. sometimes and it's not i mean i think culture nowadays is forgiving in some senses mm -hmm. like as in like what we talked about earlier the science behind it we would know now that unforgiveness is really bad and yeah. they found like connections with arthritis and things to, to forgiveness like it's that like crazy body's that, physical reaction yeah to carrying, to, it, to carrying it but also we mentioned something earlier which julia doesn't didn't necessarily know did you about like cancel culture now well i, I understand it i hadn't, I hadn't appreciated the but, so term. go on Shaw, you explain what cancel culture is <laughs> um i think the simplest way to explain it is that if particularly celebrity uh, does something from years ago it's not even like necessarily a recent thing mm. it could be you know a tweet or you know something that's been put out there in the public yeah. sphere um, that would now, with you know how we've developed in our awareness of racism and mm -hmm. homophobia and all that, those sort of things, mm -hmm. um, that often things from 20, 10 years ago get dragged up again somehow yeah. found, and you know people are like on at them, and yeah. it's like to be fair, yeah that that was wrong, yes it was wrong. Mm -hmm. But that was you know, 10 years ago. They maybe didn't understand like we do now no. about issues um, like racism and homophobia. There's loads of other things. But basically what happens is that their careers often end. Like there's no forgiveness mm. there no. from something that happened 10 years ago where they were younger, you know, but not as aware, self-aware. I was going to say that like, even if they did know back then, but they were not very nice back then, it's really hard. Yeah. Like if they've changed now, yeah. how do you... To bring that back. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's literally happened with so many celebrities, hasn't it? Where they might have been a totally different person yeah. back then, but because it's in the public sphere, mm. it's out there. And like, would I want to be measured against my actions ten years ago when I was fifteen? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. But in thirty years' time, that could, because everything's so public now, that could like be held against mm. you. It's, I just, it's such a a muddy muddy world in terms of forgiveness nowadays yeah. then then i don't yeah i don't know how you navigate that no. it's hard it's mm. definitely like something else to think about isn't it it's like you can't just oh i'll put this up because not like i want to i want you know i want to put this mm. up and you know i think oh i think this is great but then you don't know or oh, this is okay now but in so many years time you might mm. actually look back and think oh 
Yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> and we've touched on this in so many, in like multiple episodes already, because it is just something that is so important to being a Christian. It's so vital that we get forgiveness and we mm. forgive others as we have been forgiven because it's so radical how Jesus lived. Yeah. But we spoke about how people would perhaps think a leopard can't change its spots and all of that. But actually, Jesus' whole gospel is about transformation yeah. and about you know us being able to, despite our shortcomings and our, and our, our gross character flaws, <laughs> um, being able to come to the foot of the cross and and just sit there and and Jesus took all of that on himself when he died on the cross. It's absolutely like unfathomable really to 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 talk about. It's hard to even put into words because yeah, you don't perhaps deserve to be forgiven for something I might not someone I might have said something at school to somebody and they might have held on to that and I don't even remember it. And that's the worst kind of thing because probably that has happened because we're all human and we've all hurt people and I'm like I hope I can be forgiven for something like that you know where I've hurt someone and I've not even appreciated how that would that has affected that person it's like so difficult to I really hope that 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 can happen Mm. um but yeah I mean cancel culture is crazy yeah yeah it lacks grace doesn't it yes that's the well, that's the the beautiful thing about forgiveness, isn't it? That's what it is. It's grace because we don't, no matter what we've done, whether we're the most like well-behaved, never broke the law, never did anything human. We talked about this last week. Good. How good is good enough? Well, not <laughs> basically because you can't live a perfect life. No. You just can't. No. And that's what like is interesting about my talk. Like mention it, and um, you know we kind of come to the end of my talk, and I say that. You know, Jesus asks uh, Peter, "Do you do you love me?" And it's like ultimately that's that's the question. Mm. Is in any I think early relationships, like it's not necessarily romantic love, but you know, do you want this to work? Mm. And I think if you do, then you need to put that effort in because otherwise it's just. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you want to save that relationship, then there's gonna someone's got to make that first step and be brave and say, "Look, yeah, you know, do you want to and, continue and this?" And that is one side of the forgiving of yeah. So if you're in a friendship or a, or relationship with someone and they hurt you and and it's almost like you say you want to keep that relationship going you're going to have to forgive them otherwise Mm. it's not going to work but that's not just what Jesus says about forgiving others it's not just people (laughs) who he has relationship with which you also touch on about him forgiving strangers and and things which I always find really radical with Jesus in the gospels if you read them because half the time he the people aren't even asking for forgiveness no. and he wanders around this is a bit of a tangent i suppose because yeah. it's not really relevant to this but he just wanders around like your You're sins forgiven. are forgiven your sins are forgiven yeah. and it's so weird for us we don't understand how radical that was because you don't back then he did not in the eyes of people back then he didn't have the authority mm. to forgive sins only yeah. god had the authority to forgive sins and there was a specific way about going about that so while we can just brush over those things and say, oh, well, he just forgave that person because mm. we know now that he does have the authority. Back then, that was crazy. Yeah. Mm. And even again, going back to like you were saying about the arthritis stuff, there's, I mean, I don't know if it's been link, linked at all, but there is, a, in the Bible, it talks about Jesus forgiving um, someone who couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and doesn't even talk mm. about healing them, like, you know, making them walk. Yeah. He just goes, yeah, you're forgiven. Mm. And he gets up and walks. And you just think, so there's some What's sort of about? correlation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some sort of link to it's, it's healing, freedom, isn't it? Freedom, mm. yeah. Freedom, mm. a little bit of freedom, yeah. Because yeah. I think that unforgiveness it, it binds us up. It's that wall again. Mm. It, it binds us. Up. We don't. I don't think we realise, and we don't realise how much it affects us. Yeah. yeah. It affects our decisions and affects the way we relate to people and affects the way we respond to things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm. I feel like it's a, a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite a journey, isn't it? I think you know, like I said, it's not you can't just click your fingers and it's no disappears. It's quite a journey of acknowledging hurt, really, isn't it? Unforgiveness yeah. is, is hurt. Yeah. Um, so you're having to like work through that, and it's hard to recognise that that your friend or you know someone you love has hurt you. That's also I was trying to step, think isn't is that worse though. That's what I was trying to just. Uh, mull over in my head I was trying to think is it worse if someone I love hurts me or is it worse if a total 
sort of stranger yeah. did something that affected my life. Like there are awful atrocities that happen to people, you know, abuse that happens within families and, um, or, uh, you know, whatever, loads of awful, awful things. And I was trying to equate, like, would I find it harder to forgive, you know, someone who was close mm. to me than, because there are times, I mean, I think you mentioned it uh, when we were chatting about this before, when we were preparing about someone who forgave someone for murdering, um, was that right? Go yeah, it was the Inniskillen um, bombing years ago. I think that was, might have been in the late 70s or 80s. And uh, the father, there was a, a young woman murdered. Lot, lots of people died in that bombing. It was when the, it was the times of the IRA mm. and um, the real difficulties with Ireland. And um, a, a daughter, a young woman, was, was killed in that um, bombing. And her dad who was a Christian, immediately, literally that day, stood in front of the cameras and, and spoke forgiveness to the, the bombers. Wow. And, I mean, it was such an amazing example. And it, it goes back to that choice. And I'm not saying that it was an, an easy thing for him to do, but he knew the teachings of Jesus. He did it. And he probably had to do it every day oh, yeah. for the rest of his life. But he um, just went on to do amazing work with reconciliation. Mm between Northern Ireland and, and all the, yeah. the problems there. And that was, a, you know, an amazing contemporary example. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, whether I've noticed it more as a Christian, but when something awful on, uh, has happened and you hear it on the news, somebody's been murdered or something, I always find it more heartbreaking when perhaps it's a parent and they've lost a child and they always say, I'll never forgive them or I can't forgive them because you just think they're locked in that pain yeah. forever. Yeah. They'll never. Yeah get through that and it's like double double the pain mm. of losing losing someone and then yes. that unforgiveness yeah. on top. I think it's important like we're not trying to diminish that at all are we no. in this discussion like it's not like yeah it'll be fine don't worry about no. it, it no. at all because you know like you were saying to forgive someone who's murdered your child is a lot horrendous um, and I'm sure even you know you're never going to get that child back like no. you know there's always going to be that pain there I think it's just that maybe not as much like if you've let it go a little bit you can at least yeah like you say you're not locked in that initial space it's just, of hurt. it's just the bitterness thing yeah. i think like when i i've heard amazing testimonies like that um there was one at the baptist um a lady that went to the baptist a few years ago to one of the extraordinary women mm. conference things it's a lady from sheffield and i think it was her husband that was that was murdered so it's kind of similar situation and she's like the same and you listen to the story and you can't as someone who's never been through something like that you can't fathom how she has the strength to do to do that yeah. but i think the point is she doesn't have the strength to do that she can only do that with god mm -hmm. and she knows that you know he's that right there with her in it mm. um in the mess and it's not his will for her husband to be murdered or for that daughter to be murdered and i think it's not about letting people off the hook for these things. There's a justice system and mm -hmm. that should be followed and yeah. and there should be justice. God is a, is a just God. Um, so it's not that you just let people off for these things. Um, you know, the, if, if it was someone that like you were close to, for instance, that trust would be definitely damaged. Yeah. And you, if, yeah. if that person hit you, you wouldn't just go back to being, you know, how you were before. That would not be wise. Mm -hmm. Um, this is not, yeah, I think sometimes as a Christian, as Christians, we can get in this cycle of like, well, I've got to just forgive them. I can't, you know, got to, oh, I must just forgive. I can't, I can't let that bother me. I've got to just carry on regardless kind of thing. But that's not what Jesus no. taught or modeled. Um, you know, the, the trust needs to re be rebuilt or if it was a horrific situation like that, there needs to be the justice system followed as in they, they go to prison for their crime or whatever um so it's not that yeah we're advocating that you just swan about your life yeah. like oh i'm just going to forgive and because that's just the opposite of of forgiveness really because then you're just well, glossing over it, it. yeah <laughs> um and it's just yeah. not not helpful um but just in what you were both saying then about um choosing every day to forgive it reminded me of The Shack, which is a book and a film, so you can watch it or read it. It's a fiction, fictional thing, isn't it? It's yeah. not real, but it's very raw. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this guy and his daughter goes missing and he ends up meeting God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit in a shack. That's why it's called the shack. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> um, and he, in the story, it's, it's awful and I remember just crying reading it. Um, but he says in that, like, you know, to God, like, I can't, or something, I'm, I'm ad-libbing here, so bear with, but I can't forgive the person that's taken my daughter. And, and you know, the image of God in the book is brilliant because he, God just says to him, well, you know, that's okay. Just choose every day to say it, like say it every single day until it's, it's easier. Mm. You, you, you know, I, lay that burden on, on me. Just say, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. And that has always stuck with me. I read that, like, when I first sort of became a Christian. I don't even know if I was a Christian when I read it. Someone gave it me. Classic Christians, giving you books to read, honestly. (laughs) And um, they just gave it to me. I was like, read this. And it just really impacted me, that bit, because I've had to do that sometimes in my life where I've struggled to forgive things that have happened and... You know, I might still not really feel like I've forgiven them, but I've woken up and I've been like, no, today I choose to forgive and tomorrow I'll choose to forgive (laughs) and the next day I'll choose to forgive until I feel I can safely say it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not an easy process to go through, but I feel that... So if you haven't read that book or watched the film... Recommend recommend it. It. Recommend <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll pop a link on the resources page to help with this situation yeah. if yeah. you're struggling with forgiveness, particularly. Mm. I think it just really hits the heart of Christianity, really, isn't it? It's mm. about relationship. Mm. Uh, you know, we were designed for relationships. So I think, yeah, the shack is a great example of of that, mm. like seeking that relationship and pursuing it, and yeah. really sticking in the hard bits, and you know, really sticking together with God and with the Holy Spirit and Jesus yeah. and like your friends and stuff like mm. that. So, well, the, the friends thing is, is, is an interesting one because, so if you, we've spoke about some very deep things today um, that are hard and, it, and if you, if that's something that's happened to you, then obviously do talk to someone you trust and, and get help with forgiving those people. But if in everyday life, if we just talk about like practical applications to sort of close, mm. um, I think it's, it's harder to do those little things and keep because Jesus talks about forgiveness 70 times seven or yeah, se- seven, 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 seven times or, yeah whatever it <laughs> is different <laughs> translations but how do we find this let's let's just unpack that to, to close how do we find this how do we find this practically in our lives forgiving people regularly <laughs> if it's the same person yeah or just like you know, if you don't if you don't forgive people in your life, mm. you're going to be very lonely mm-hmm. because people are going to let you down, yeah. aren't they? Like yeah. they are. Like I'm not talking the big things, just generally, the little things. Mm. It's going to happen. It happens a lot. You've got to. You know, if you if you sit if you come from a point of well, if somebody hurts me, I'm going to cancel them, cancel culture. <laughs> um, then we're probably never going to have no. deep, meaningful relationships because. Yeah, it's just going to happen, isn't it? Mm. I think for me it's important, like, to... Again, seek that relationship, so go to them and say, look, can I understand your... Why did that happen on your perspective and understand mm. where they're coming from as well, mm. in it all, and mm. try and, like, talk about it. Which, again, is not easy. <laughs> like, none of this is easy, is it? But, no. you know, check that step and say, can we try and figure this out? You know, for me, mm. I find it easier to forgive someone when I've understood their side of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, yeah, that's just how I find it easy. If I can understand a bit more about them. So you like to go, like, get into their head and find out. I've yeah. never, I, I don't think that I'd think about that. I'm just like, I'm I need sure to do it. Well, but that's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, how I prefer to do, yeah, understand why, their perspective of what. Yeah. So you sort of have to, like, reconcile their decision to forgive them in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. What about you? Um, I suppose it depends what it is and when it is. I mean, sometimes God's reminded me or made me aware of perhaps some unforgiveness from donkeys years ago. And the person might be well dead yeah. or, you know, a teacher or something. Mm. And I hadn't realised there was there was still a kind of a barb there. And so, you know, on those occasions, you just kind of give it to God. You choose to forgive them, give it to God, and he comes and heals the pain. Um, if it's something kind of current and it's with a friend or a colleague or a family member or something... It's it's really important to um, to actually try and speak to that person 
and um, and bring it into discussion. You know what's happened? Why has it happened? This is how you made them feel because they might not be aware. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. true. Um, and, and we need grace to do that. Mm. You know, and, um, and that's you hope that true. people aren't aware when they hurt you, though. You it hope that worse, because <laughs> if yeah. someone, I don't, I don't, I do genuinely have faith in humanity. I, I, I do. I know there's a lot of hurt in the world. There's a lot of evil in the world. A lot of bad stuff that happens but I hope that I come from the standpoint of there are very few people that actually truly me ever mean yeah. to actually hurt mm. you you know yeah. that are truly get out there to I have to hopefully believe that 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 is the case yes. um otherwise and I, and what I is think the world it, we live in I think it is and I think for normal day-to-day -day hurts I'm not talking about someone being murdered or having normal day-to-day -day, a word here or mm. a snidey comment there or what have you they're the things, they're the little foxes again, aren't they? Mm. They're the things that we need to go back and mm. say, you need to know that that actually hurt me or is yeah. any. And it's usually because of our own issues. Yeah. They like say our own sensitivities. Yeah, past experiences. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's that wall again. And people don't know there's a wall there and you've got a sensitive issue about <laughs> something. And so it's really important to stay on top of those things. Because if you don't, you, like you said before, you dwell on it, don't you? And yeah. you start making up all kinds of stuff in your head mm. about you know what they were why they were saying that and what they're thinking and you can go down some very strange rabbit mm. holes mm. so you really need to as soon as nip, nip it in, in the, the bud, bud yeah yeah it's brenny brown isn't it that yeah really it, she's great if you've got any look her up on ted talks because <laughs> she's got some great ted talks on shame maybe one week we'll do about shame because that's <laughs> just such a great topic to cover but you know she she i think it's her that's like you know if you get up close to somebody they're quite hard to hate mm. um which i feel like forgiveness is the, the thing where like what you're saying is the same maybe of understanding that yeah. person where they're at Try to get closer mm. if to you them get closer to, if you actually fight the f the the feeling of wanting to back away wanting to run away from them never speak to them again um you know turn that person into the view that they are a nasty person they're horrible or whatever um all the time which again i really do have to have faith in humanity that, that there are very few people like that um if you actually fight that urge and try and come closer together like charlotte said and try and understand where they're at i suppose it's the same thing mm. they're hard to hate because mm. you will see that they are broken yeah they are broken people mm -hmm. that have hurt you you know, I'm I'm a broken person. You're a broken person. I, am. I think you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> polish your halo every now and then. But <laughs> um, you know, it, hopefully, if you come close and you fight to yeah. reconcile, as it teaches us to in in yeah. the Bible, mm -hmm. um, I think you talk about that in Matthew 18. Yeah, um, You know, it teaches us to go. And if and if they're not up for sorting it out or apologizing or whatever then take someone else with you and mm -hmm. help them to have be a mediator and and sort it out yeah. so there's, there's very practical advice in the bible yeah, there is very very <laughs> yeah, practical advice waiting probably the, the practical part to advice. go to practical yeah. stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, i think over the whole talk focusing back on peter again my my favorite bit is the um the three times yeah. <laughs> when jesus meets them on the beach mm. and yeah. sort of calls Peter aside and it's it's after the um, denying Jesus three times yeah. gate. Yeah, it's quite interesting the comparison. Yeah. So it? redemptive though. Yeah, bad, bad night, bad night for Peter. Mm. And he was so broken yeah. and so, you know, looking at the reality of who he really was, his weakness mm. and, and what have you, big mouth but, but weak. Mm. And for Jesus to come and redeem him and to go through three times, Peter, do you love me? Mm. Like, yes, of course I love you to feed my sheep I think feed my yeah. lambs and he, and he asks him three times and it's each time it's to cancel out the, yeah. Yeah. the denials mm. the cock crowing I think repeating it's all like it's almost look, it's not like yeah of course I do yeah. he's asking it's like, no yeah I do and it's almost like reaffirming him yeah. as well isn't it and mm. yeah. reaffirming mm. that relationship like really calling it yeah calling him deeper yeah, yeah. it's very powerful good. it is powerful <laughs> forgiveness is powerful yeah yeah across the board let's do more of it yay easy peasy <laughs> <laughs> thank you Charlotte yeah, yeah. thank you it's been very challenging and this topic is always challenging yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. if anything that we've spoke about today has hit anyone in any <laughs> form uh, get in contact that doesn't have to be on the public forum uh, just get in contact with us privately if that's preferred mm. um, but 
yeah, this is going to, I feel like this one's going to be impactful. Mm. Going to be deep. Deep. And um, does anyone have anything else they want to get in before we move on to the hot gospel? No. Sure. We've done it. Have you spoke about the chosen here before? Oh, well, I think oh. we have because John yeah. and Julia talk That's about true. the chosen all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Chosen's <laughs> a good little, like, well, it's a drama, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, about Jesus' life and stuff. So yeah. You'd so how I'm sure we'll just QVT or something in because John will have some some image on the screen, a little a little clip or something maybe like above my head or whatever of the chosen right now. But yeah, it's uh, great. It's a it's a it's a free YouTube program. Yeah, that you, you can, can down, watch. You can download it's an app. it. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think, I think an it's app. an app. You can download it. You can watch it on your your phone or your mm. devices, or if you've got Chromecast or similar, you can put it onto mm. your telly. Yeah, and it's. It's, go, it's working through um, the life of Jesus, but how he chose his disciples yeah. and the relationships. But it's done in, although it's obviously set, like they're wearing stuff like they would have worn not 2,000 years ago and doing stuff. It's very contemporary language, mm. but right. the, the relationships are very contemporary. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I think it's brilliant. I mean, obviously it's drama. Yeah. So just but a bit fresh perspective, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know, you can then go back and read the gospels. And like you've done, you said it's really interesting mm following somebody's life through the yeah. four different yeah. gospels um but yeah it's i find it fascinating mm. and it's lovely to see how jesus is with them yeah. makes it more real yeah rather than reading yeah. about it yeah yeah, yeah. so definitely so recommend that things in the description that will be below <laughs> the shack i'll put a link to that <laughs> somewhere brenny brown ted talks yeah. really good mm-hmm. the chosen yeah yeah there are things from to take away from today about forgiveness mm. um so yeah but thank you both but now on to you Hot gospel. Let's take some time now to reflect. Ask yourself, is there anyone I need to forgive? Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Try this simple prayer. God, I give to you now. Please help me forgive them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Matthew 18, verses 21 to 22. Okay, um, if anything in the hot gospel resonated with you today, do get in touch with us. Um, but now we're on to our final part of this episode, which is going to be some sung worship, which was rec- actually recorded at our celebration service um, at the weekend, which uh, was really good. So I've already experienced this song. I can tell you that it's good. Um, so we'll move on to that now. But it's bye from us for this episode, isn't it? Yeah. See ya. See ya. So, so good.
so, so good.